Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Bulletin. Right, the bulletin this morning features uh, David Long, who has uh, been doing some terrific stuff uh, around rugby league of late, and uh, we'll quiz him on that because there's plen- certainly plenty going on in that code. Uh, but first of all, Darren, the news just, just filtering through um, this morning, in fact, that uh, long-serving uh, all-black manager Darren Shand is uh, going to change direction, ha- have a new um, new direction in life in terms of employment anyway. Uh, but over the years, um, I've dealt a lot with Darren Shand uh, from a uh, sideline perspective and being involved with the All Blacks. And I don't think you meet a nicer bloke and an easier guy to deal with. Yeah, hi there, Ian. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I, I've dealt with uh, Darren over the years quite a lot. I remember when you know he sort of revolutionised the role as um, as the All Blacks manager. I remember before him there was uh, Andrew Martin uh, or the Colonel, as he was as he was known. And uh, and in them days, it was. Um, uh, well, it was, it was John Mitchell actually got rid of him and 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 got um, uh, and got his job. But Darren sort of came in and changed it because he became the boss of the All Blacks coach rather than the other way around. So you know he, the way he sort of you know revolutionised that role and I guess sort of streamlined it in terms of helping the All Blacks coaches uh, do their jobs. You know was quite a quite a um, quite a feat what he did. And he was never afraid of um, you know, giving a call to a journalist if he didn't like a story and, and bailing them out. That was that was always something that. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was always went around with with, with Darren. But uh, you know, he certainly you know, put in 20 years of tremendous service for the All Blacks, and you look at the results over the years. But I get, you know, it's it's I guess at the end of a generation as well, really, because you think of the guys who are around there. You've had um, in terms of the coaches, uh, Graham Henry and, and the others, and then all the other sort of staff like Joe Locke, the needy guy who's, who's sort of come and gone over that period. And I guess Darren was the last sort of one from that that period that he's down there. But um, obviously, he's moving on. Moving on again now. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, and so uh, there's another vacancy and another uh, new role for someone within the uh, Scott Robertson group. Raises a new brood. Uh, new brood. Uh, will be uh, continuing to be revealed uh, before he takes over on November 1. Right, uh, let's look at uh, some of uh, those league stories that you have been featuring, including uh, the Sean Johnson one, turning down uh, 650k a year with the Tigers. Interesting. So, uh, saying there's still a big future for him with the club here. Yeah, that's right. He was interesting um, how he sort of, you know, he was very open when he spoke a couple of days ago. But there was a couple of times when he sort of talked around the subject and and um, without going into too much detail. And you know, I did ask him about the, the, the offer from the Tigers. Uh, you know, he insisted it's not about the money, but uh, I'm sure Sean has earned a hell of a lot of money every his NRL career. But you know, 1.3 million. Is a, is an incredible amount of money to sort of take with you before you sail off into the sunset of retirement. But he, you know, he has turned it down, uh, and he sort of said, you know, it's it's for the Warriors for him, and I can he's either playing next year, um, which is still an issue. And I still I think there's some things that he maybe wasn't able to talk about in terms of you know how the Warriors would fit him in um, next, inside their roster next year if they do keep him if he does stay um, because it's not straightforward because 
really they can't have five halves on their on their thirty man roster. That's just too many. So there's stuff that needs to be sorted in the background before Sean or or the Warriors can come out and say he's here next year. Um, but if he doesn't say, he also said that he you know he'd like to stay involved in the Warriors, helping out um, and sort of suggesting that he could have a coaching role inside the team, uh, looking after the halves. I mean, that's something that Stacey Jones does at the moment. Um, so, um, but I don't think Stacey will be leaving. So, uh, you know, he could be sort of working with the with the New South Wales Cup team or the, the Jersey flag or the SG ball team that, that's coming in this year. Um, and he seems, seems to be one of the role where um, working in the media, but also involved in the Warriors as well, uh, which we've seen Adam Blair do something similar to um, over the last couple of years. Um, and he certainly, you see Sean's personality, he's certainly got a personality to do well in the media. And also, um, you know, it's interesting that he, he could see himself with a, a coaching job as well down the line. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's certainly not the end of um, his time with the Warriors, but whichever way it goes at, um, at the end of the season. OK, right. Uh, let's look at the, the Warriors uh, this weekend uh, on the back of uh, the loss, uh, albeit a narrow one in the end to um, the baby Broncos, they're calling them. The Dolphins, the prospect of uh, the Dolphins now. Yeah, it's going to be another tricky one. I was having to look through that Dolphins team today. There's so many New Zealanders. There's probably more New Zealanders in that team than there is in the in the Warriors team. Uh, they, they are a very strong team, and and as um, everyone sort of said that it's been the surprise package this year um, in the NRL with the way they've gone. They never managed to land that that marquee superstar player, but they still. Um, you know, had the results, and they, I guess it's been, you have to sort of credit the guys like Jesse Bromwich and Kenny Bromwich for, for the work they've done in bringing that, that team together um, under Wayne Bennett for the success they had. It is going to be tricky. Um, I see that the Warriors are favourites for it. Um, I think it's going to be very tight, to be honest. Uh, the Warriors, obviously, they're helped, helped by having some, some key players back for this game, like Dylan Walker and possibly... Uh, Mitch Barnett, but I, I think it is, it, it's, it's going to be too close to call, really, as I, as I can see it. Yeah. Would you be, uh, would, what would you do with Adam Pompey if it was you after the late brain fade the other night? What is that punishable <laughs> by dropping or uh, leaving out of the squad in your mind? Well, I think, yeah, I was thinking whether um, he would get dropped for a Braden Williami, who played for the New South Wales Cup team in his first game back last weekend. Maybe they want to give him more time. It seemed that the sort of pecking order at the start of the season was that Pompey was quite a way down. But because of injuries to the Ed Cossey at the moment, that means um, um, that... Um, I'm trying to think of that. Oh, Marcelo Montoya has to, has to mm. play on, on the wing. So it's not really... And it's only really William is the option that he could go with at the moment. And maybe it means more game time. But, you know, that I... Although he's, you know, they're not going to, and they wouldn't hang out and to dry and say, you know, it was it was ridiculous what he does. You don't expect coaches or players to say that afterwards. But I'm sure privately they were they were, you know, pretty upset about what he did. It was a it was a very dumb move, um, and it, you know, from what I saw, it did, it did cost them the win or or golden point time anyway. Where are you sitting now when week after week uh, Roger Tuivasa Sheik is basically unemployed but employed um, in a weird sort of a way? Um, now, I mean, right now it seems to me they could easily shift him across if they don't need him. I mean, if the All Blacks have confirmed they don't want him, surely. I mean, this guy's most active and fit parts of his life have been squandered. 
Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure the Blues would be happy to let him go, and I'm sure uh, if there wasn't a thing called the salary cap, the Warriors would be happy to take him. But the, the, the issue is there is a salary cap, and um, the Warriors will be tied up against it right now. You wouldn't expect to be able to fit someone in. I've heard it, that uh, Roger's going to be on uh, 500000 a year for, for these two years that he'll be at the club. So there's just not that much space in there unless they, the Warriors were able to offload someone to another club uh, to free up some space. Um, potentially that could happen if they can find someone who'd be willing to take a player that they want. Uh, I can't think of any players that spring to mind who would use up that much of a salary cap that you could dump them and then pick up Roger. Um, but yeah, certainly, I mean, you know, if you've got issues of, you know, centre's not, hasn't been too strong a position for the Warriors this year, and that's where Roger is going to play when he comes at centre. Um, they, do, they do like Rocco Berry, but they still want to see some progress in him. Billy Army Vailia, he seems to have dropped off the radar lately. Uh, they're concerned about his defensive work, I understand, which is why he's no, uh, no longer in the starting team. Um, but yeah, at, at the moment it is. And uh, I don't know how much desire there is to try and find somebody or if there's anyone willing that, to, to want to leave the Warriors early. But uh, at the moment, there's, there's not much chance of Roger uh, going to the Warriors. Uh, I think it's a, it's a crying shame because we all know what the right thing would be. Uh, David, French Open tennis, um, New Zealand are represented, uh, and in fact tonight actually, with Michael Venus, a very well-performed doubles player, especially, especially at uh, Grand Slam time, in partnership with Jamie Murray. Yeah, yeah, they've been a, a really successful partnership since they've uh, come together. They won the Geneva Open just before uh, Roland Garros, which is, you know, you always want to hit a Grand Slam in good form, and they've certainly done that. I think that was the third title they won together this year. Um, so they're looking very good. They're up against uh, a couple of experienced Colombians um, uh, tonight, um, which are going to be tough. They're not seeded, but they're both, both veterans of the game. Um, so it, 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 is a, it is a tough one for them, but... Um, you, know, you can certainly see the way that they've, that they've, um, they've come together, that they could do well and they could go deep. You know, I, did, I spoke to um, Michael last week. You know, I said it's now six years since he, he won, um, won French Open uh, with Ryan Harrison. And, you know, he said it does seem like a while ago now, but um, I'm sure it, 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 it's not, it doesn't really see any signs of, of Michael slowing down with how he's playing. He's still motivated. He's still... He's still very keen. He, he, I guess some things in his life have changed. He's now got married and two young kids. But um, he's, still, he's still dedicated. He's 36 now. So um, in doubles, you, you know, you go to your 40. So he's got a few more years. And, um, you know, I can see these with him and Jamie doing very well at, at Thrown Garros and then at Wimbledon afterwards. So at home where, where Jamie Murray's going to, you know, get that huge crowd support behind him. And at Wimbledon, you know, doubles really is a big thing. They, they, um, they care a lot more about doubles than the other Grand Slams uh, around the world each year. So that home chance support could, could, could see them do well there. And it's interesting that Mike teamed up with uh, Bianca Andreescu for the mixed doubles at Wimbledon, which is, um, which is a lot pairing, um, you know, to go with a Canadian who won um, US Open a few years ago. Um, but Andreescu is now coached by Christophe Lambert, who's the former high-performance director of, of Tennis New Zealand. And, and I think Christophe was still in good contact with people like Mike, so he probably um, organised that to, for them to play, to play together. And if you think the way that uh, Andrescu beat uh, Victoria Azarenka in the first round, that uh, again that could be, um, you know, that could be a, a, a team that goes quite far at, at Roland Garros. 
David Long, thank you so much uh, for being part of the bulletin this morning. Warriors, Dolphins this weekend already. Uh, I can't wait. Cheers, man. Thank you for your time. Pleasure. No worries. Cheers. See you. Yeah, cheers, uh, uh, David Long. And, uh, of course, we don't even really get a great chance to talk to him, uh, too, about uh, the state of origin, which he would have been all over last night. It is uh, time we need to take a break here. When we come back, uh, we'll perhaps catch up with uh, Pip Morris, hopefully, from the TAB and get an odd or two for today.